our witch word of the day today is Wilhelmina W. Witchy-poo. <laughs> oh my goodness, why do I feel like I know this? I think we've talked about her before, but she is the protagonist from H.R. Puff and Stuff. That's right. She was always out to steal the Freddy the Magic Flute from Jimmy. <laughs> These names. <laughs> I know. And I found out my like my aunt dresses her once and she showed us all these pictures and she was all excited about it. But she's a pretty sexy witch with her big old thick eyebrows and her big old nose. Like I just had to honor this bitch on her show. Alright, that's amazing. You haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin, and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser-known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. All right, well, welcome to Words of the Witches, episode 68. Oh, oh. yeah. We are starting volume four of the comics, which means it's the last arc of season nine. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And what's crazy too, is this is coming out two days before the two year anniversary of the podcast. Wow. It's already been that long. I know. Happy two years. Wow. (laughs) Cause I remember you started this podcast the same week we started hanging with the Hollowells, which was pretty not that long after we started Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. Yeah. Wow. Time is flying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and by the time we finish season nine, we would have been doing these comics for six months. Wow. Isn't that That's crazy? crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa. Um, yeah. Time flies when you're having fun with your friend Kevin. Yeah, Yeah, we're so cool. (laughs) And I was going to have a nice giveaway for the two years because I did one for when we turned one year. But it's a crazy time for us both. I don't have time to to work around a giveaway right now. So I'm probably going to save it for the 25th anniversary of Charmed later this year in October or maybe for our, our 100th episode. One of those, we'll figure it out. So, but happy two years. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so silence. <laughs> I know. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> we are going to cover season nine, issue 20. Um, oh. Yes. I, oh, I do want to read the back of the volume four. Oh. So we're starting volume four. And it says... We call upon the ancient power. It's been six months since the Charmed reunited with their lost sister. And the world looks nothing like it did before. The magical community is powerless, while everyday humans can suddenly control magic. Earth is cut off from the heavens and the underworld, and the power of three has completely abandoned Piper, Phoebe, and Paige. What began as a weird magical glitch has quickly developed into a full-on crisis. The formerly powerless humans of the world are letting their new gifts go out of control, Neighbors are turning on one another while the government is tracking down former magic users to find out what they know about the odd turn of events. Even worse, the Charmed Ones can't do a thing about it since the one person that could help them has disappeared from their lives once again. Kevin. Sean. I have a theory. (laughs) OMG. (laughs) This totally, in my mind, sets up the fact that a certain lost sister that we know of gave up her powers and people without powers are gaining powers so i wonder if a certain sister will be the key to helping save everybody yeah isn't that <laughs> interesting see this is what i was getting at i'm like oh if none of the magic people have powers and no no magic people do then she'd be the only charmed one with powers yeah that's Ooh, that I'm great? excited. Yeah, I see. You didn't care that it was lackluster at the right. end of the last one. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's talk about the rundown of this issue. This was published March 22nd, 2012. It's called The Old Witcheroo. <laughs> Season 9, Episode 20, or Issue 20, written by Paul Ruditis, artwork by Dean Katz, coloring by Falk, just Falk. 
We have Letters by Jim Campbell, edited by Matt Rogers. And we have our cover by David Seidman, which you, you so described last week. It has Piper <laughs> in her little red riding hood cape, just like in Happily Ever After. Mm-hmm. She's holding the melting book of shadows. We noticed the limp horned unicorn. Oh, so flaccid. Oh, <laughs> so sad. And the sad looking leprechaun with his pot of gold and his colorless rainbow. No colors in his rainbow. I just noticed a really almost subtle detail. I wonder if it's on purpose, but it looks like in the clouds behind the unicorn, it almost just shows like the unicorn with a strong horn and like in front of it is the sad horn unicorn. Do you see that? Am I grasping at straws? Oh, oh yeah. I, oh yeah, I do kind of see that. <gasps> I don't think that was intentional, but it kind of, it looks like they almost drew a, a nice unicorn there and there's like the remnants of that. <gasps> That's weird. How weird yeah, is I that? I just, I just noticed, I don't think it's intentional because it's a unicorn's hair that would make like the eye. Right. But if that is intentional, that is such good detail. So, and it's very, it's like secretly in the clouds. It's very minor very hard to see if you're not looking for it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have like little wilty fairy who's not sparkling. So this is to show you that the uh, other magical community is like losing their magic. Yeah. And again, I said this last week, but this is the most beautiful cover. Like if this came in a poster, I might just purchase this because I love it so much. <laughs> well, page one, I swear we've seen this picture before in one of the comics. This, we you, have, you, would, we? you would be correct. Look at this. It's almost <laughs> a you look familiar moment, except it's on itself. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a callback to issue two, the second very second issue. Um, and this was done intentionally to be as a tribute to Dave Hoover, who has passed away since then. Um, he, I remember there was a memoriam in one of the other issues past. We didn't cover the memoriam, but they made a memoriam. And now this is um, kind of going back to his original artwork. And even like the the text here, Hello Manor, you know, the lives have completely changed. It's very reminiscent of exactly what those dialogue bits were in that issue too. So That's cool. I like mm-hmm. that they're honoring him that way. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> Kevin said, in the text, it says Hollowell Manor. Manor. The <laughs> lives of the Charmed Ones have completely turned upside down in the past six months. All that is about to change. At least, that's what they hope. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! There you go. There you go. So then we have page two. Phoebe is in bed going, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And like she's like she's giving birth, hard time, you know, and <laughs> and we have uh, Coop by her side. You're like you're doing great. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> and then Phoebe is like, Oh my god! I need an epidural. <laughs> <laughs> I like the TV pregnant voice. Yeah. <laughs> Give me now! <laughs> and then this is just creepy because Leo is acting as midwife with his wings all out. So he's like, just when we're pushed, we're almost there. I'm like, ew! Get out of your wife's sister's vagina! Like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, why is he the midwife? When Piper was giving birth on the dining room table, we had... Phoebe and Paige acting as their midwives, and Phoebe single-handedly delivered Wyatt. And now we have Leo over here while the sisters are like, outside the door. What is happening? For Weird. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the bottom panel then has uh, oh yeah, Phoebe and Coop again. And she's like, I can't do this anymore. And then he's like, yes, you can. The baby is waiting to meet us. It's so cute. <laughs> And then she's like, fine! <laughs> but I'm never doing this again! <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Which is a lie, because this is only her, only her second kid, and we know they each have three kids. So she is going to be doing this again. What a lying bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I didn't realize this was Leo at first. It was such a weird like cut to him. Uh-huh. I had to go back, because they show him later with his wings out. I was like, oh, those are supposed to be his wings. <laughs> yeah. It's like just like a, a shining beam of light behind him. He's like, you're doing fine. Let me put my fingers in there and deliver the baby. Oh. <laughs> just like, 
I don't understand. I don't it, understand. It's creeping me out. Why Leo? <laughs> I know. So much like we're used to from our Hollowell sisters on the next page, uh, Paige and Piper and Henry are listening in to everything that's happening from behind the door. <laughs> and Paige is like, yep, I remember that pain. And I love Henry's line. Have I mentioned to you how much I love you? <laughs> <laughs> And then we hear the baby crying. Oh, and uh, Paige says the newest member of the war in line is here. And Piper's kind of like, you know, guys, let's give her a minute. Let's not just like rush in and look at the baby, like <laughs> let her rest. And then we get this, <laughs> this creepy smile. Paige and Henry, they're like, really? Is she really saying this? Is she really saying this right now? And then Piper goes, tell Let's go. Come on. Let's go in. It's almost like doing like the Simpsons thing. Please. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the next page, they do walk into the room and Phoebe's like, look at the baby. (laughs) She's like, it's, this is Parker. Look, Parker, your aunt and uncle have come to meet you. And then Piper's like, Parker, I like it. But then um, Paige is like, it was at the top of my list of P names that I gave you to try out. And Phoebe is like, I know there's so many P names, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Coop uh, takes a cigar and he gives Henry a cigar. He's like, the baby's born. This is what men do when babies are born. Let's smoke our cigars. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get it. You know, Victor, well, you know, Daryl and Victor are both cigar smokers as well. We know that from the Ew. show. I know. it's Why, gross. Dorian Gregory? I love I you so why. much, but I don't want to kiss you after cigar smoking. Yeah. He tried to get Leo to smoke with him and he's like, I don't smoke. He's like, okay. Oh. And Victor's like, I'll take that. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then <laughs> Henry goes to Phoebe with his cigar. He's like, would the baby like a present? <laughs> and Phoebe's like, you want to start the baby smoking already? What with the bad habits? He's like, no, watch. I got powers now, remember? <laughs> and then he turns the cigar into a cute elephant toy. Cute-ish. And then he's like, I like that. Cute-ish, yeah. And he's like, there you go. A tobacco-free, fuzzy, fun friend. <laughs> And Phoebe's like, you're really enjoying that new power, aren't you? He's like, yeah, because I don't know how long it's going to last. I like being magical. Woohoo. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, this is our power play moment, too. I almost forgot. Oh, yeah. Power play. Power play. So today's power play is Henry's power. It's called transformation. (laughs) And there's not much to say about this one, but transformation is the power to transform any object or being into something else. The effects of this power can only be undone by a user of the power. It's kind of a variant of projection. They're, They're kind of bending reality in a way, but very isolated to a specific individual items. Um, and it's happened a few times in this series. I think of like when Cole turns Daryl into a water cooler or <laughs> like when uh, Phoebe, when she was under the spell of the Woogie or under possession of the Woogie, she turned like her nails a different color and, or she turned Piper's duck medallion into a live duck and things like that. So, Oh, and when she turned that jerk into a turkey. Well, that was with a spell and potion. Oh, that was different. Right. Fine. Uh, I wanted yeah. to play too, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think she did turn um, the wedding planners into Piper and Phoebe turned them into pigs. Um, you know what's funny is this was close to being my witch word of the day. I was going to use transfiguration from Harry Potter, but I changed it because I was excited by the other reference. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. See? And mm-hmm. you know what? There's also other powers that are similar to this, but are different. There's transmutation, which is. Mm-hmm where you turn matter into a different kind of matter. So like, you know, like I'm going to make my floor meltable or something. I'm going to melt through my floor now because it's watery or transmogrification where you can turn into an inanimate object. So you can like what, what Ames did, he turned into a dark letter air bow, crossbow. And then shape shifting is just a general term of all kinds of transforming. 
So that's, you know, transforming into living things, glamoring, things like that. So, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Power play. <laughs> Power play. So on the next page, meanwhile, in the same room, a little ways away, Piper and Leo are talking and Leo looks haggard. And <laughs> Piper's like, you did a great job, babe. You should get some rest. And he's like, I didn't expect this to take so much out of me. And Piper says, another thing we have these damn wings to blame for. And he's like, yeah, they've been out these past six months. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm exhausted just all the time having these damn wings out. And Piper's like, we'll find a way to get rid of the wings and fix everything that's wrong with the world while we're at it. (laughs) So this is our first hint that like something's off. Something's Mm -hmm. not right here. (laughs) So our first hint was... Our first hint was Coop, and then now it's Leo's wings, and now we get the big kicker. So we see Paige and Phoebe, and Paige says, I wish Prue could have been here. And Paige says, well, she's been kind of busy these days. And Phoebe says, I know, I just hate how things are now. And then Phoebe looks at her baby and says, I'm so sorry to bring you into this world at a time that I can't protect you with my magic, because I don't Mm -hmm. got no magic, little Parker. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. And what's scary, too, is because we did learn that whenever Leo uses his wings, it's slowly draining his life energy. And so mm-hmm. with it being out all the time, he's slowly dying <laughs> when you think about it. That's true. That's sad. It's real sad. <laughs> and then, I, you know, Prue's kind of busy these days, meaning, hmm. Mm, or maybe she's the only one with doing magical things. She's taking care of the world, all the charmed ones, innocents or whatever. Or actually, I guess the innocents would be the former magical people. Now, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's it's yeah. <laughs> so then the next page is a double spread. Wow! Wow! We see the neighborhood. And we see Hollywood Manor like that. This and it says this is nothing like the place I grew up in. And the whole neighborhood is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we got next to them like little chocolate house with candy canes and little lollipop gardening lawn ornaments. And we got like next to them uh, ice house. I wonder if like <laughs> I wonder if um, Henry Jr. is like I'm gonna just put ice on that house. No, it would be fun. it wouldn't be him, but it'd be funny if it was. And then we have. Yeah. Um, next to that, like a crazy clown head with a slide coming out of it. And then above that is like a, like a really tall mansion-y, haunted mansion-y looking house and a flying car, a car with angel wings. And we also have a horse and buggy on the street just because. Why not? I don't know. So <laughs> I do enjoy out of how crazy this image is. Why is there just a duck? <laughs> I know, a duck and a man walking on the street. <laughs> There's a duck. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's so crazy. I didn't think things were crazy until I saw that duck. And I was like, wow, this world has gone insane. <laughs> insane. So pretty much this is all of the former mortals with magic just, you know, putting their own spin, their own personalized decorations on their house with magic. I do appreciate that this storyline comes later in season nine because part of what people didn't like about season eight of Buffy in the comics is they went straight for the crazy. Like they turned Dawn into like a giant uh, centaur. Is that when they have like the legs of a horse? Yeah. What? (laughs) She turned into like a giant centaur. Like things just went like way out of whack (laughs) because they could, you know, because they didn't have to film it. So they could. Yeah. But does so, that even make sense? At least built up to it. I yeah. mean, it it made sense. And like, I think the first time I read it, it was a little disarming. When I went back and like watched it, because they have a motion comic of it. Okay. It wasn't as disarming. It made a little more sense. But it was just like, can you ease me into this next time? <laughs> so at least Charm did that. They did. All right. So next up, back in the manor, we see uh, Paige walking down the fake fucking stairs with Piper behind her. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Piper's saying, I never expected nap time would include my husband. And she says, those wings are going to kill him if we don't find a way to put them back. And Paige says, yeah, Henry's been resting more, too. I kind of remember when I first got my powers, I was kind of tired all the time, too. And then she stops and goes, 
I miss my powers. <laughs> Piper says, I never thought I'd say this, but me too. And then Paige says, careful what you wish for. I mean, wish for. <laughs> That's like your favorite thing throughout all the series. Between the series, the books, the comics. It's like a common theme of this careful what you wish for thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is like one of those lessons. Like, I feel this is very Spider-Man where you can't live with it, but you can't live without it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we see a close-up of Piper, and she says, it's bad enough we lost our powers, but all the other changes that have been happening just add insult to injury. Just then, we hear a ding-dong, and she opens the door, and it's Elise holding flowers and a ball gag. And she says, I don't want to concern you. Oh, that's not a ball gag. That's a newspaper. Sorry, Kevin, my bad. I'm just used to our kinky Elise. Sure. So she says, I don't want to concern you, but there's like a weird lady hiding in your bushes. <laughs> and then I love Piper's like totally nonplussed response. She goes, oh, the good old days when it was a demon hiding in our bushes. <laughs> I know. I miss those days. Now we get just some weird nosy neighbors. Uh. <laughs> so the next page she comes out, she's like, Hello, Mrs. Javits. <laughs> That's what she sounded in my head. <laughs> she said annoying, like, nosy Jewish neighbor. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny because this is Mrs. Javits. It's actually a play off of Mrs. Kravitz, the nosy neighbor from Bewitched. Oh, okay. That's funny. I didn't catch that. Yeah. So instead, because in that in Bewitched, she was all trying to discover Samantha's secret. She's like, she's using magic. I know it. And here she's like, oh, these people are not magical. I know it. They're trying to hide. They're not. They're not magical. I'm going to expose them. So it's like totally different. It's a fun little twist. Yeah. Abner. <laughs> like, they're powerless, Abner. <laughs> We're so much better than them. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like, but then she says, Hello, Mrs. Javis. Everything okay? She's like, I was just wondering the same about you. I heard screaming. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, that was just Phoebe. We had a, a new baby delivered in the family. She's like, Oh, a baby. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a home birth nowadays. You know, they can just magically get that out of you at the hospital. The doctors are all magical now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Piper's like, you know, Phoebe's still a little nervous about these magic doctors because it's all so new. You know, I don't want anything going wrong. Piper's like, she hasn't embraced the magic like you. And this neighbor, she's wearing like this outfit straight out of like Super Mario, Magic Koopa. Like... <laughs> She's like, you like my new outfit? It's the newest in which she gets purple and sparkly and got some little crazy designs on it. Ooh, a robe. Because <laughs> I'm magical now. This is what magic people wear. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm going to show it off. <laughs> exactly. She's like, you know, none of you should be afraid to use your magic, dears. I know you should have it. You do have magic, don't you? Show me. Make your house pretty like everybody else's. Everyone else is doing their own personalizations. You need to make it unique. Give it a makeover. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, everybody's like, oh, well, keep that in mind. Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> I do really love Mrs. Javits. I could totally see the person doing this if people did get powers. It'd be that tacky neighbor who's like showing it off and everybody's business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for this, Kevin? Are you ready? Here it comes. Okay. So back in the manor, uh, Piper and uh, Elise are talking and Elise says, isn't she observant? And oh. Piper says, <laughs> she's only gotten worse since she turned into witchy poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness there's the connection oh there's the connection <laughs> and then piper says magic was so much easier when only a few people had it and it was a secret and Ali i almost called her police elise elise <laughs> <laughs> says yeah it's all we're reporting on these days it's like the biggest story to talk about some people even think this is the end of the world and piper's 
little concerned though. She's like, it might be because these people don't know how to use magic. They don't know about the rules and the repercussions. They don't know any of it. They're just using magic willy nilly. And um, Elise says, still, there's no way to get your powers back. And Piper says, nothing. If we don't figure out how to fix this, I'm afraid of what will happen next. And then this last line oh. is a little like random to me, <laughs> rather than being like, oh, I'm sorry. Or, oh, I understand. <laughs> she goes, the new magic is a magic game. So that's a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <And> Piper, <laughs> Don't you know? Haven't you heard? And Piper says, magic gangs. And Elise says, yeah, groups of people with powers that complement each other teaming up to make crime, Kevin. Oh, my goodness gracious. Now They're becoming superhero squads, but evil superhero squads. Yeah, basically. And this reminds me of like the Disney social clubs that some people call gangs. I'll have you know, Rachel and her cousin Jesse have already made their own gang. So I feel like it would work for a magic gang too. Yeah. They are Oogie's boys. <laughs> oh, oh my. Do they, do they go around singing kidnap a Santa Claus all the time? Yeah. And if there's anyone dressed as Santa Claus, they beat them up. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no, they haven't actually done anything. It's just like a, a, maybe one day this thing will come into existence. Yeah. So the next page, we see Piper looking at the paper that Elise brought. And she's like, and I thought the government's magic squads are bad enough. So the government has their own magical teams now too i guess i guess that's what swat turned into or something <laughs> like now we have magic and we we're gonna go out on the hunt um but she just tells elise you can go upstairs phoebe's expecting you and elise is like i won't tell her about any of this craziness and then uh she comes up to phoebe she puts the flower she brought in a vase because and they barely fill up the vase because they're kind of like wilty flowers she's like i can have coop bring a smaller vase and she's like no need because Elise has magic now. She's got phytokinesis, so she's like making the flowers bloom even more and stronger. She's like, oh, isn't that better? I wish she used her magic on herself because she's looking a little haggard the way they draw her. Yeah. (laughs) So on the next page, Elise is looking at Parker and she's like, aren't you a little cutie? (laughs) And Phoebe's kind of like reminiscing like I wish I had my powers I mean they weren't the most active but I do miss them and Elise is being hopeful she's like I'm sure the world will right itself soon there's more important thing to focus on now and Phoebe's kind of like well everything kind of sucks right now because not only did we lose our magic but my book got pushed back because who wants to buy a book about love when everybody can just whip up a love spell? <laughs> Elise is kind of like, well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Stuff you don't think about. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally what would true. happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. People would totally use it for love and sex. That's yeah. the main thing. Yeah. Oh, that would get dangerous because then people would like force people to have magic sex with them. And yeah. And you have a whole very... new magic kink stuff. You know, it's, it's I mean, yeah. the whole world would change. Just like with technology, it's just magic. It's like the new technology. The two things I would do is I would magically clone myself and fuck myself. And then I would also turn myself into a woman and see what that feels like. I know. You've told me that fantasy before. I remember that. I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would totally do the cloning one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then um, Phoebe doubles down. She's like, yeah, but love spells can be dangerous. It takes years to learn how to use it safely. And we get this very important line as Phoebe's grabbing one of the roses. She's like, now that we're cut off from the elders, the angels of destiny, and pretty much everyone else that enforces the magical rules, there's no one to maintain control. That's scary. So... And it makes me think, like, do the elders and angels of destiny do they still are they still magical too, or is it did it only affect stuff that were that were on the earth at that time, or are they still magical and just cut off? I don't. That's what I don't remember. True. You know. And then without the magic, they're all up on a cloud. They're all just going to suffocate because right. there's nothing magically holding them there. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Have to, I don't remember if it like affects the whole universe as a whole, or if it only affected Earth. I wonder if, yeah, without magic, they probably can't get to Earth in order to mm-hmm. enforce or talk to anyone. They're probably just stuck up in the up there. Yeah, everyone's separated. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then uh, Phoebe continues while she's looking at the flower. And she says, I don't even know what my daughter is. Was Parker born with magic? Or is she powerless now like her sister and cousins? Or wait. Yeah, that's right. Or yeah. Yeah. Because she's saying like she was born into a world that's not magical. So does she have powers, but she's not showing them like her sister and cousins? Or is she just normal because she was born into this? Right, because, because all the all the Hollowell kids, last issue, they were all like doing all their magic around, like going crazy with their magic. And now all of them have no magic either. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if she has no magic right now, it means she's supposed to have magic. But if she does have magic now, it means she was born without magic. <laughs> and so... Yeah. You know, which one is she? Is it's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. And then I feel like this last line is super important too, because Phoebe says, We've got to figure this out. I feel like we're running out of time. I feel like that's gonna be important because all good stories have to have like some reason or something that's impending that they have mm-hmm. to stop before. Right. And then at the bottom of that we see here, ding dong. <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> and the next page they open the door. <laughs> and it says, what in the world are you supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like this. And it's this short man in like some sports attire. He's wearing some like gym shorts with a Taurus on it and a R purple shirt and a hat. <laughs> he's like, let me in. The neighbors are eyeing me up. They're creeping me out. It's like, you got to be careful with letting strangers into your house these days. <laughs> and then Harper's like, yeah, you're like the 20th random magical community member to show up on the doorstep. It's like, how did you know I'm magical? And Paige is just like, hey, who's the leprechaun? <laughs> like, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> He's like, oh, I guess my disguise wasn't really a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> And then Piper's like, yeah, how come the magical community only comes out to, comes over to us when they need something? <laughs> and he's like, I could say about the char- same thing about the Charmed Ones. It's like, ooh, touche. Ooh. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, he's like, like, that doesn't matter anymore because there's no magic community anymore. The magical community is not magical. So it's just a community. <laughs> yeah. Scary. Mm-hmm. So on the next page, the conversation continues with Piper saying, let's cut to the chase. We don't know what happened. We're doing everything we can to fix it. But can you please tell your friends to stop stop showing up at our door because people be talking. Why are all these weird people showing up? (laughs) And he says, in case you haven't noticed, we're all cut off. And this kind of gives us a hint, I think, about what happened to the elders, maybe, because he says, everyone I know was over the rainbow when the magic switched. So I'm on my own here. Everybody else is cut off. Mm -hmm. So I think we might be right on that hypothesis, Kevin. Yeah. And then he turns to Paige and says, your government already knew about magic. Now that it's gone, they think we're the ones to blame. And Paige says, we've heard rumors. And that that kind of lays off of um, Hocus Pocus when we knew the government was experimenting on the demons and you know certain like uh, Agent Keys with Sheridan because he kind of knew about magic so yeah the government was privy for a while now and they were just trying to keep it under wraps and yeah much like aliens they've mm-hmm. known for a long time yeah and then um, Piper says we're doing everything we can but we've lost our magic too and the leprechaun says did you know that there are magic squads rounding up anyone that doesn't have powers to find out what makes them different from the magic users and Paige says that's ridiculous how can they do that and piper says this very grisly very true very sad Mm. thing that's because there are fewer of us than them and that's so true that now magic users are the majority but it's all people that don't know how to use magic, that it just had it thrust upon them and it's new and exciting to them, not people who know about it. And now the, the former magic people are victims. It's it's so crazy. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just sad to me, though, how it's so true that whenever there's a minority, they're going to be pointed at and yeah. made to blame. And exactly. that's what we're seeing here. It's I really... do love that writing, though, because we're seeing a very like topical thing through charmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Piper continues. This isn't good because 
if we get locked up, we're kind of stuck there. We have no magic to protect ourselves, no magic to fix the things that, you know, and uh, and then Leprechaun's going on about, like, they're starting to experiment on people, doing, like, what they did with the aliens, dissecting, dissecting people. Like, this is horrible. <laughs> Scary stuff. Mm-hmm. And, of course, stupid governments are like that. And Pepper's like, it's fear. They don't know where it came from, and they want to track it back to the source. Because, yeah, they want to understand it. They want to find a way to exploit it, really. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, they're all just saying like they're defenseless, and we don't know what to do. And then Paige is like, but we didn't do this. And then Piper's like, but I think I know who did. Rennick. Rennick, you know, he started, he connected Leo, and he did something to him we don't know what happened and then he disappeared so i'm sure he's behind this and the leprechaun's like yeah we're scared we're alone what are we gonna do but i'll be here for you if you need me you know we're all gonna try to work on this together which is nice yeah now there's something on this next page that irks me kevin let's talk through this okay so piper's giving a note to the leprechaun and says go to this address they're expecting you You should be safe there and the leprechaun says thank you it's good to know that the charmed ones are on the case fuck you leprechaun just like a few years ago in season eight the whole magic community turned their back on the charmed ones and now you're (laughs) like thanking her and relying on her fuck you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but i guess it has been a few years so we're fine <laughs> right and in if we took trickery treat the novel as canon to this we, we don't really but they did make up in that one the last okay. the last novel fine but yeah it's still okay. a little bit of estrangement but he's also separated from his leprechaun friends he really has no one so it makes sense that he would he would go to maybe it just seemed it is kind of shitty though it was like as long as i have my posse i hate you but since i'm alone I'll come to you. It's just like a little too wishy-washy. Like, where yeah. are you really a legion? But I guess the bright side is at least the Charmed Ones are trusted again in the magic community. Yeah. So we're yeah. back. Yeah. I love this next part because you don't see it on on the panel, <laughs> but Piper sees Mrs. Javits and she's like, bye-bye, cousin uh, Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's like a nice like, throwback to the actual Seamus. Like, Aw, Seamus. Oh, I love Seamus. He was so like, cute. Yeah, he's like, you're not him, but I'll, that's the first leprechaun name I can think of. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got out of it. Like, that's just a, such a stereotypical, like, leprechaun name that she yeah. just threw it out there. <laughs> yep. And then she says, oh, hi, Mrs. Javits. Still enjoying that fresh air I see in our fucking bushes, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> And then Piper goes back to uh, Paige, Elise, Henry, and Coop and says, Mrs. Javits is going to be a problem. We don't need this nosy bitch neighbor right now when everyone's keeping an eye on everything we do because we're not magic. And then uh, Paige says, is she really our biggest concern? And Coop says, it's all a concern. The balance of magic is so out of whack that it's going to have an effect on, or it's probably going to have an effect on the planet. And... I also can't even talk to the the Cupids at the temple for help. I'm completely cut off. And then Elise says, yeah, but it's not like you don't have a good team here. And Henry's kind of just like, what can we do? I'm basically like the only one who has magic here and I hardly know how to use it. Did you notice there's a little bit of an error on this page? Is there? Because Henry and Coop and the things they're saying are in the wrong things in the beginning coop was wearing the brown shirt and henry was wearing the blue shirt but now we have if that's if that's the, still in those things and henry is saying the coop line and coop is saying the henry line and so there's something that's switched so it's not quite colored right or, or you are so right. right and that's why i think i was a little confused because in the beginning it's henry who transfigures the cigar right uh-huh. into the teddy mm-hmm. okay and you're right he is wearing blue right there yeah, and Coop was the one with Phoebe, like, you're doing great, you're doing fine. And here, they're, like, saying the wrong thing. <laughs> well, Kevin, it's obvious to me what happened. Um, Coop and Henry slept together, and when they put their <laughs> clothes each other back clothes. on, they switched shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to deny it. It's possible. <laughs> Wishful <Hopeful> thinking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but then the next page, we see Paige looking at the Book of Shadows, 
and it's completely blank. No spells, no magic, no nothing. Uh, she's like, how are we supposed to... We can't help anyone if we can't even help ourselves. That's so bad. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> You know, baby Henry's powers have emerged and uh, his they're on the fritz and then we lost everything. And then she's like, so Piper's like, so what do we do? We can't, do you think it's time to give up and let Prue take over everything? So another clue that Prue is out there fighting the good fight. And Paige is like, yeah, I just haven't felt this helpless in a very long time. Oh, so sad and piper's like yeah i know what you mean but then we see somebody say we don't know who says it. i guess it's people coming down the stairs but it says just because you don't have magic doesn't mean you're powerless <laughs> and then we see coming down the stairs is uh phoebe who suddenly has like no baby weight on her whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> And we have the sexiest Leo I have ever seen. Because not only does he have wings, he has just a vest on. Oh, show those guns. Show those wings. Fuck me, Daddy Leo. I love it so much. Guns out, wings out. (laughs) That's such a common saying. I hear that so much. (laughs) And then uh, I believe it's Leo saying it. Because he continues saying, you've mm-hmm. always succeeded when you when you use what was available. Magic is still around you. You just have to find a way to kind of tap into it and use it. And Piper's like, you both should be in bed resting. Like, Phoebe just had a baby and your wings are sapping your life away slowly. <laughs> and But Phoebe says, how can we rest when the fucking doorbell keeps ringing? <laughs> and then she looks and sees everybody gathered and she says, looks like you have a war council down here. And Piper says, I guess you're right. We kind of do have a war canceled down here. And Leo's right, because we need to find a way to use magic again. We might have lost our active powers and our spell casting. So that actually answers my other question, if they could still even cast spells, which they can't. But we've got friends and family, Kevin. We've got friends and family (laughs) who still have magic. Uh There's a formerly magical community out there that needs our help. Not to mention our current magical community that hasn't got a clue what the fuck they're doing with all these powers. We need to stop focusing on the three of us and use the resources available. But first, we have to do something about this house because Mrs. Javits is fucking (laughs) annoying. (laughs) So then the next page, they go outside and Pepper is guiding Elise. You're doing great. Just a little bit more, Elise. (laughs) Um, And then we see Henry. He's doing magic. And so they're just doing magic on the house. He's like, I always thought the man I could use some goggles. And then they look, they look at the house. And then all of a sudden, Miss Javis come over. She's like, yoo-hoo, neighbor. (laughs) Hello. And she's like, see, I told you a little change would make all the difference in the world. And Piper's like, and you were so right. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I do have to point out, like, this artist, is this the same artist as last issue? No. Okay. They have such a dynamic art. Like, there's... Like Leo with his wings, we've got like Henry using his like rainbowy fingers here. Like, there's so many pictures that I was like, "Oh, that's sexiest. Oh, that's most valuable." Like <laughs> yeah. this one, I had to trim down which ones I wanted to use because they're <sighs> such good art. Yeah, this is Dean Katz. He's done several issues in the past, and his artwork is kind of hit and miss. Sometimes we like it, sometimes we don't. So okay, so we see the manner. I mean, compared to the neighbors, it's still not the craziest house on the block, but it's it's different. They have gargoyles, they have plants popping up in random spots, and the stained glass windows are, like, gorgeous. Like, every window is now stained glass. <laughs> and Mrs. Javits says, it's perfect. <laughs> and just in time, people were starting to talk about how your house stood out. Not me, mind you, but... And then Piper's like, calm down, bitch. Like, we are just trying to test out our magic. Like, not everybody got these super cool magic powers. We also didn't know how we wanted the house to look. Like, we were getting there. Mm -hmm. And 
Oh, and she ends with saying, not everyone has developed useful powers. And Mrs. Javits says, oh, I know. My husband only gets random glimpses of the future. And not <laughs> even lottery numbers. Completely useless. Useless. What did you say Completely useless. useless. <laughs> who, who would want that power? Oh, my yeah. God. They must be a sad individual to have that power. <laughs> And then she says, what did you say your power was again, Piper, dear? Hmm. Show me your power. What's your power? I need to know. <laughs> On a big mother boom, tell me. <laughs> I know. And Piper's like, now you know, Mrs. Javits, it's not polite to ask a lady her age or her magical abilities. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, she's like, oh dear, you are so right. Oh, you, you know, don't don't mind me. Oh, she's like, did I just hear an explosion? An explosion in my house? I gotta go. The grandkids, oh, making the booms today. God. Making the booms. Is that a sex thing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the explosions everywhere. Oh, I can't stand it. Piper's <laughs> um, just thinking, she's like, it was bad enough when we had to hide our magic from these people. Now we have to hide the fact that we don't have magic. This is so crazy. What kind of world am I living in? <laughs> and then she goes to Elisa and Henry. She's like, thanks for your help with all the silliness. Uh, but now we got to go do actual stuff that matters. <laughs> uh, we have to figure out what Renick is up to before he continues with whatever plot he has, because we have no idea what his plan is and we have no idea when he's going, going to attack. So, but I do know one thing and then dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and it continues with her saying, he's got to be up to some serious evil and we see he is. Rennick is <laughs> relaxing in a hammock as She-Hulk and Nightcrawler are waiting on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so hot to me. <laughs> of course. It really is. <laughs> bisexual guy's dream right here. So Yeah. Cause we <laughs> see like this this blue-skinned man in tiny shorts like fanning Rennick as this green-skinned woman in um also like a kind of Sarong bathing suit sarong is feeding him grapes. Like I knew Kevin would be like coming all over his comic on this page. Mm -hmm. And we did hint with Paul that he was, you know, a variation of sexual, like just loving all the peoples. And uh, <laughs> here, here we see that thing besides, besides petting Leo's face and like chaining him <laughs> to the wall with his legs spread open. Now we have this lovely page. So, yeah, I remember that conversation with Paul. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is what they were talking about. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's the end. That's the issue. It says to be continued. So what were your overall thoughts on this one? Um, Even though this one is a little crazy with the switcheroo of magic, I really enjoyed it. I think this is a great jumping off point in not telling us exactly like what happened and leave us guessing because by the end of it, I still don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> yeah. But it's done in such a way that, like, I'm excited. I want to know what's happening. I like that they hint at Prue having powers, but we don't know exactly what's going on there yet. I like this idea of, like, there's a cost to using magic because you have to know the rules in order to do it successfully. So, like, I'm wondering what kind of messes the Charmed Sisters might have to clean up of people using <laughs> their powers irresponsibly. Yeah. It's bad enough they had to do with their kids doing the stuff. And now we got like random, the crazy, random, stupid people. So, uh. yeah, now the whole world is their kids. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, for sure. This was another great new start to the final story arc. And yeah, it's, it's like they leave you with questions. They leave you with some time and gap. And this actually feels like a no brainer storyline for Charmed. I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen in the series into this extreme because it seems to fit really well. Yeah, and I like the way um, that Paul Ruditis, sorry, I had to go through a file of names. <laughs> he kept Rennick as like this thread. So you're right. It doesn't come out of nowhere. Like Rennick's been there all along working towards something. And this mm -hmm. is like the fruit of his labors. Literally, he's eating grapes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny because you have like 
before it starts with Nina and you think she's going to be the one for all the seeds, but then halfway through the Nina, Renek appears and he's doing things. It's like, what is going on? Who is the, you know, I guess it changes. That's part of the, the exchange of power, I guess, but it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anything canonical? Canonical. I just had the canonical thing within the issue about Coop and Henry switching places. Yeah, and I didn't even notice that. You've got such a good eye sniper, but nothing else that I noticed. Yeah. Uh, next is tips for future white lighters. Oh, really just messengers? Guides? Think of us as guardian angels for good witches. Tips for, tips future, for future white lighters. I was out being a force of good in the universe. What's the moral of this one? It can go so many ways. I know this has so many. I would say, um, I mean, not to beat a dead horse, but be careful what you wish for because you don't appreciate what you have until you lose it. And now they have a whole world to clean up without magic. Yeah. Mine is fairly simple too. I just said, life will throw you curveballs. It's inevitable. Uh, next is, ooh, onomatopoeia. I think we only had one ding-dong. technically had two, because it ding- said ding-dong twice. Which ding-dong? Is it ding or is it dong? Huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it also had, in the very beginning, we had the baby crying. Or oh, that's true. Ah! Crying. <laughs> we got that. We got, we got to do a wah, wah, stuff like that, too, I suppose. But, yeah. <laughs> ding-dong's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with ding-dong, because it makes me want to eat one. Yeah. And it has like, you know, dingalings and dogs. It's very sexy. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Um, what is your most valuable panel? So, like I said earlier, this was a hard one for me, but I finally went with the picture of the upgraded manor because I think that's such a cool idea that, like, as everything's changing, the manor as a character has also changed and evolved. That's mine too. I knew it. Um, I call it the Sanctum Sanctorum Manor because it looks oh, like Dr. It does. <laughs> <laughs> they got that going on. All right. Sexiest drawing. I think I know what yours is. I think I know what yours is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Should we say each other's? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yours is going to be Leo with his guns out, wings out, knocking down the stairs, the fake stairs. <laughs> That actually was really close to being it, but it's incorrect. Ah, That's a really good guess. (laughs) Mine is actually the same as yours. It's this picture of Rennick getting pampered by a man and a female, especially because, Kevin, I will admit this to our listeners because I love you, spellworders. Um, I've noticed with X-Men, I have this really weird thing with, like, (laughs) blue-skinned people. (laughs) I think Nightcrawler is so sexy. I think Archangel is so sexy. I think Iceman is so sexy. (laughs) And they all have, like, that bluish skin color. Yeah. And we do have that, like, he's a shirtless blue man with fanning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wish the lady, the green lady, was topless, too. That would have made it better. But alas, you know. What can I do? (laughs) But yeah, that's my sexiest drawing too. It's like the most bisexual moment and it makes me so happy. (laughs) Yeah. The minute I saw this page, I had to throw out Leo, even though like, yeah, he's very fucking sexy. (laughs) Yeah. It was a close call. See, you really had to make -hmm. some tough choices. All right. Issue ranking. What's what will you give this? Magically delicious, pretty witchin, a sorcerer's apprentice, disenchanting or vanquishable. You know what? I don't give these out frivolously, but I'm going with Magically Delicious because this one really gets me excited to like see the rest of the story. And like I said, I love the questions it brings up. And I love that bisexual Rennick is like the big bad. I'm really feeling him as bad. Yeah, I mean, this is a really good issue. I mean, it's weird because it's like not the most action heavy, but there's a lot of really good story moments a lot of good thematic moments and personal character moments you know how they react to this happening to them and what they go with and the neighbor is really fun 
Like <laughs> we hate her, but she's so entertaining. I want to see more of her. <laughs> oh my! How can you hate me? I'm everybody's friend. <laughs> I want her to go to her her husband, Amna. <laughs> did you get what useless premonition did you get did you get today <laughs> i feel like he would have a slightly different name though too he'd be asna yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's i'm gonna get, i i agree with everything you said i because i know how crazy these go i'm still gonna give it pretty witch i'm not gonna give it quite magically delicious yet um because i know things happen but it's so so good i can't fault it for anything um really enjoyable issue yeah oh there's something here that kind of has to do with a future issue but i'm going to spoil it for you just because i need to to make it make sense in a continuity stance um (laughs) in season 10 next season there's a issue called court of love about coop and Cupid's, and he's. It's he said if a Cupid is stripped of their powers, they immediately age, like prop, age to the physical age they would be if they lived. You know that they would have lived if they lose the powers. Oh. Uh, but here, Coop has no powers, and he didn't age. So there's just a little bit of error there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Next is P is for Paul. Piper. You mean it's it's just you and Prue, huh? Phoebe? Phoebe, you there? And a big hello to you too, Penny. Come on, Patty. The rest is up to them. Paige. My name is Paige. Hmm. Another P, imagine that. P is for Paul. So my question for this week is, what would your house look like if you could display your magic on your house any way you want? <laughs> oh that's a good question um i would make a straight up like straight out of fairy tale like castle like sleeping beauty's castle moment with a moat with like the whole like turrets and flags and everything oh, like would be it beautiful. would be beautiful <laughs> you can make like elsa's ice castle too since you love ice so much but it'd be cold yeah and i would every morning i would lay dead until alan kisses me and wakes me from my sleep <laughs> I'd probably make it I'd probably make my house like a giant mountain type of thing with like a a, a hot spring in it so I can just like sit in there and have like hot water everywhere and and like a nice like water slide the waterfall like wee (laughs) Um, (laughs) so that would be like on the mountain and then on top of the mountain would be the charmed house (laughs) Just to live in nice, the <laughs> of course. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. So that's the end. Tell us what's happening next issue. Cool. So next issue, we see. I think this is just a rando in a car. I can't tell if it's a sister or not. But a little kid is holding up a car, one-handed, with a lady in it, looking like what the fuck. And then we see in front of the car, there's another lady like talking to someone and like lightning striking. So it's just showing that magic has gone insane. Yeah. And uh, issue 21 is called Reversal of Misfortune. And it says, with magic school's doors no longer open, Knox Academy is one of the few places on earth that can provide a safe haven for those in need. Oh, Piper, Phoebe, and Paige must team with the staff to protect themselves and their friends from the government's modern-day witch hunt that has deemed anyone like them to be the enemy. So that, now that you think about it, Kevin, I think that's where they're sending the non-magical creatures. They're sending them to Knox Academy to keep them safe. But we already know that there are some uh, bad things people happening. like Rennick who have infiltrated Knox Academy. Kay yeah. Tressant. I know. <laughs> what a cool final. <laughs> this is so exciting. Um, and we, sh- we will finish the season next month. So next month after this issue, we only have um, four issues left of the season. Um, and we should be finishing it at the end of March. So nice. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, but until then, tell everybody where they can find you. 
if my calculations are correct in my head, I believe next Monday after you listen to this, I will be back from my France trip Mm -hmm. and you can listen to how I enjoyed Paris Disney amongst other um, Marvel, Star Wars, Disney news. You can also catch me on Once Upon a Cult. We're continuing our last 10 episodes to 100, Kevin. To 100 episodes! Whoa! <laughs> very cool. Very fun. Very exciting. I love that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you can also find Sean and I on Solving for X. We're on the X-Men animated series from the 90s. It's all happening. (laughs) And then you can find this podcast at Words of the Witches on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Words of Witches on Twitter. And uh, yeah, be sure to rate and review on Apple and Spotify. Go to wordsofthewitches.com for cool merch. I'm trying to work on some new designs, actually. I want to do some of the comic book stuff we're doing here. So we'll see if I can get that going. Um, just in time for when we do do the giveaway later in the year and uh, yeah exciting (laughs) (laughs) bye spellwriters thank you for listening your destiny still awaits oh yeah